All right. Hey, Rick, you know what's awesome? What's that, Billy? Oh, wait. <laughs> Opposite day. Nothing's awesome. <laughs> Everything sucks. <laughs> Nothing's really awesome. <laughs> All right. To start the show, the, the, the whole idea behind the show, I realized that by the time the show airs, they, we might have a new president, or we might have an old president, but <laughs> th- this whole last week has been crappy. And so we decided long before the, the whole president thing that we were going to have an opposite day episode. Because remember, in school, we talk about opposite day. It's opposite day. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like it when you kick me in the head, you know? <laughs> like, it's opposite day. Stop doing that. But, but the... the, 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 the the show was inspired by me walking around thinking of themes for the show, things we could talk about. You know, it's like the dog or the 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 weather or something. And I, I literally went and unloaded the dishwasher. I opened the dishwasher and I unloaded it. I stacked all the dishes into where they go. And it wasn't until I was completely done, like on like 98% done, I noticed that the soap thing was closed. <laughs> and that the dishes hadn't been washed. Yeah. And so not only did the dishes not get washed, but I had to go guess. Like I had to like look and compare the, the clean dishes <laughs> to the dirty dishes and reload the dishwasher <laughs> and start it up again. I was like, that is not awesome. <laughs> that is the very definition of not awesome. Mm. So the, <laughs> then I was like, "Hey man, what, what do you think is not awesome? Like, what's something that's not awesome?" Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, "We got a, I got a big ass list." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's opposite day here on you know what's awesome podcast. So this is a very special episode. Cue the sad piano music. What's not awesome? <laughs> <laughs> well, to to kind of get things going because you kind of gave a little story of what happened to you. I'm going to tell you about my. Monday, uh, no, Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday, uh, you know, I've got a lot of animals, right? For you mm-hmm. guys, for you guys that don't know that's listening to the show, uh, I married a female Grizzly Adams. We basically live on a farm. We've got nine donkeys, uh, two dogs to five dogs based on what day it is and when the neighbor's dogs come over, which never go home. There's a plethora of skunks that hang around who end up getting under the house, which is not a good experience. And then uh, we've got about 50 cats. And uh, my wife has a heart as big as the state that Billy lives in. And uh, (laughs) I go into work. It's Tuesday morning. I'm already trying to configure, okay, how do I ask my boss, hey, what time can I cut out of here and go do my voting and stuff, being I live an hour away from work. Uh, I stopped, got me a chicken biscuit to take into work and walking through the parking lot, which is a huge parking lot. I mean, the place I work is a very good sized factory. There's, you know, 1200 people working there and, um, I hear a noise and I can tell it's a sound of distress and it's a kitten. Oh no. (laughs) So apparently a small kitten had gotten in somebody's car up in the motor to get warm, I'm sure, because it was kind of cold that morning, and hitchhike a ride all the way to work. And 
I called to it. It came out little bitty thing, man. I mean, <laughs> maybe two months old. It's really small. And I thought, there's no way this thing will even make it out here by itself. It'll get up in another car, get hurt, get lost, all those things, right? So you do you do what you're supposed to do, right? You call your wife and go, okay, here's what I found, what I do. And she's like, well, you got to bring it home. So I ended up taking a whole day vacation because I found uh, a kitten. Oh. <laughs> To bring the kitten home. <laughs> oh, man. And, and just to feed it to the rest of your 50 cats. Right, like, yeah. Hey, like, here's, 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 a, here's a new buddy. He's like, oh, man, I thought it was going to get TLC. I was going to lay by the fireplace. Right. Eat. No, that, what they got is a little terror that runs around and chases all of them now. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's that's my awesomeness right there. <laughs> of course, my wife is happy, and she says, you know, we didn't need another cat, but, you know, there you go. It, it's it's the right thing to do. And I'm, you know, I'm a, she's got a bigger heart than I do, but, you know, you, I can't let animals, you know, be out in the cold course, and suffer and all that stuff, so. Well, I've got this problem because right at the beginning of quarantine, um, I'm, anybody can listen like oh oh, you can you can hate me all you want i'm not a big dog person i'm a much bigger like i'm a travel person so i like to go places and not have to worry about who's going to watch the dog sure and and so like that just we've always had dogs but i'm not like like the 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 the, the plight of the dog is not the first thing that comes to mind when you're like oh hey we can spend 10 days in hawaii i'm like cool that sounds great and it's like well what are we going to do with the dog i'm like damn it right <laughs> <laughs> ah well anyway right at the beginning of quarantine when the whole world was coming to an end bef- right before the whole world came to an end my wife got and she's like oh we found us this new puppy <laughs> so we get this puppy and it's a black lab beagle mix which if you're familiar with either of those breeds they're high energy and stubborn. Oh yeah, like those are that's their that's the trait. Like if you take them take them completely separated and be like, okay, this one's high energy, this one's stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's this like kind of long bellied, black lab looking beagle, which is just absolutely cute as hell. <laughs> like you can't you can't be mad at it for all the crap that it does. Right. But it just, it's just like it rips up the yard, and she's just so sweet. Come, come over and lick your feet, and right. you're like, why why does that feel gritty? And you look out in the yard, you're like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Big old hole in the yard. That's So, uh, like, I, I always have these very, you know, big, bravo, angry, like, I'm going to whoop this dog's ass is what's about to happen. <laughs> this dog has earned a whooping. So yesterday, she digs this big-ass hole in the yard. I come home, and there's a big hole in the yard. And I know, dude, my wife would bury this dog in the by the face before the hole that was dug. She'd not be happy about this. So I was like, see this hole? I'm like, you know what? Last straw. I go in there and grab the, the, the pepper, and I pour it on the hole. I'm like, when she comes back out here, she's going she's right. to learn. <laughs> and then, my dumbass, I won't let her out. Because I know the pepper's in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to go, like, burn herself up. So I'm like, kids, don't let the dog out. Don't let the dog out. I got to go out there and, like, turn the... So at least I finally went out and got the shovel, and I turned the dirt into the hole, and I packed yeah. it. So at least she has to dig it back up, and then she'll get a, 
a, a, a dose of, but man, yeah, dogs, you love them, yeah. you love them, you hate them, and then you want to punish them, and then you're like, you know what? <laughs> you're too cute. I don't want. Yeah. I'm not well, gonna hurt you. <laughs> they they kind of they kind of end up being your kids before it's over with too. I mean, because you you of have them so much and they're around and I don't know. We we've got one. We got a little dog named Pondo Sinatra, and it's the same deal, man. He's he's he gets on your nerves. He jumps up on you every time you walk past him, and he's a little blue healer and some kind of miniature pincher or something. And he's just cute as a dickens, you know. But he's just he drives you insane, and. uh <laughs> He just—it's that thing where you just you—you want to smack him, but you'll hurt his feelings if you do, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All oh, right, that's enough man. pet talk. <laughs> no, no, it's good. <laughs> All right, so unloading the dishwasher, hitting your toe when you get up in the oh. middle of the night. You're like, you're like, I was sleeping peacefully. And that little, little, call it your conscience, your Jiminy Crickets, like, oh. hey, if if you if you don't open your eyes too wide, you can make it there and back and be asleep <laughs> without waking yourself up. <laughs> and then you just bark yourself and you end up screaming and waking everybody up because <laughs> your toes have broken. You're just mad. Mm. <laughs> No good. <laughs> on, on my end of that is is the middle of the night when you're asleep, leg cramp, like mm. in in your calf or whatever, and you do the Indian dance. You jump out of the bed, and you're jumping around, going oh oh. Then you're trying to get it to go back, but the problem is, is you lay there so long asleep, and you feel it just slowly start creeping up on you, and you don't do anything about it. And by the time you react, <laughs> it's full fledged pain. <laughs> It was on my list, and you know we don't we don't talk about these sorts of things on this show. But like when you're trying to get it on in the morning because it's a quiet time, <laughs> doors locked, kids are asleep. You know it's way too early for anybody to be act, you know moving around and, and whatever. And you're right in the middle of stuff, and then you hear like, <laughs> "Mama," <laughs> and then you have to fake an injury. It's like what, what, what was that noise? You're like, well, I had a cramp in my leg, <laughs> so <laughs> oh. basically, if it's dark outside, it's unacceptable. <laughs> like, don't don't do that. If it's light outside, if the door is closed, just don't. Uh, but we got <laughs> we got two of them, and they ask questions. And they say things and it's like <laughs> <laughs> earlier tonight, like cooking dinner. My wife walks up and she like gives me a little peck on the cheek and I kind of grab her and like give her a hug and smooch. And then I have two kids over in the corner like, like, not awesome. <laughs> I remember. Like remember whenever remember whenever we were we didn't have kids and we'd sit there and like cook dinner and it would be a romantic evening. Yeah. Now <laughs> now you get your romantic evening completely piled into the ground and then you actually serve the food and sit down and they're both like I don't like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid I was that kid. <laughs> See, I was not that kid. I mean. There were certain foods that I didn't like, and I, like everybody doesn't like 
something and that's fine <laughs> um i was i always found it funny that like things that my parents both liked they said i had to eat but like my dad didn't like squash so if my mom cooked mm. squash he'd be like yeah you don't have to eat that <laughs> <laughs> my mom would get so pissed uh, <laughs> i was but, i was just george Scar- carlin did a skit about this and it's dead up the way i was because i'd be like i don't like that they'd be like well how do you know well, I can look at it, and it don't look right, so I know I don't like it. Is there a <laughs> yep. picture of it in the cookbook? I bet it don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I, I know. So we, we don't have, we haven't talked about it on on this show, I don't think, but we talked about it on some other show. I know we talked about it on Scary Dad, but you know the movie Piranha. Oh yeah. Okay, so that movie was filmed in a place called Aquarina Springs. Yeah. And it's in San Marcos. It's, it's like West of Austin and Aquarina Springs used to be a uh, theme park. Hmm. And so what it was, was you have these natural springs that just bubble up out of the ground and they feed uh, the river. And so they dammed it up. So it turned into a lake, but the lake is clear to the bottom. So like, 30, 40 feet deep, you can see straight through. So they had these glass bottom boats. And um, so we, my grandparents and my family and I, we used to go to, to San Marcos from our house is about two and a half, three hours away. So for the weekend, we'd go to Austin, we'd go to San Marcos and we'd go to Aquarina Springs because it was an awesome yeah. place. They had a pig that would jump off the diving board. You know, they had mermaids and it was the coolest thing, dude. Like if you've never seen one of these water shows, they had this giant clam at the bottom of the lake. And so, like, you you have this viewing port, you know, kind of like at an aquarium. Yeah. And it's however deep it is. But the, 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 the clam shell had the little air jets where the people could breathe. Yeah. And you had these women in mermaid costumes swimming around doing acrobatics, like 25, 30 feet in the water. And then they'd swim over and take a breath and then, like, continue about – and then they'd – Drop the dude. When you were a kid, it was the coolest thing yeah. that you will ever see. Aquarina Springs was probably better than Astroworld. It was wow. amazing. Well, anyway, they filmed Piranha at Aquarina Springs, and the reason is because, however, they got in there, they had these these perch that swam in the lake, yeah. and they would they would they would cluster like Piranha do. Mm. So from 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 the surface, if you stuck a camera in the water, they looked like yeah. a, a school of piranha. I used to be scared of those glass bottom boats. Sure. Because I could look. I could just look down and see like like be be in a glass bottom plane and be a scared be scared of heights. Heck yeah. Like I I'm scared of sharks mm-hmm. and I'm scared of fish that bite. I've seen the toy. I know what they did to Richard Pryor. <laughs> I've seen Piranha. I've seen Jaws. I know like, there's, there's there is some bad stuff that happens when you're that deep in the water. And these, okay. So the reason I'm telling this story is my parents took us like before we went to Aquarina Springs, we went and ate food somewhere, and my my dad told me we weren't gonna go until I finished my hamburger. So. I, I was full or I didn't like it or something. So I stuck it up in the, in the, in the side of my mouth, like a, like a bowl, of, like a, like a ball of chew. <laughs> I, I 
He just walked around with this damn ball of ground meat <laughs> in my mouth for hours. Just hours. Like, we were going around and, like, I couldn't spit it out because I'd get in trouble and I couldn't swallow it because I'd puke. Because I was there after a while. It was the nastiest thing in the world. <laughs> wow. And finally, we're on this glass bottom boat and we're listening to the tour guide talk. And at some point, my mom was like, What is in your mouth? <laughs> Like, what, what are you chewing on? And I, I wouldn't say. Like, I got up on the side of the boat, and honestly, I remember this to this day. I was ready to jump in and swim to the side. Oh. And I didn't know how to swim. Like, I was just ready to, <laughs> to, to call, call it a life. I'm out. <laughs> like, and finally, she got it out of me that I had this ball of hamburger in my mouth from, like, hours ago. And she made me spit it over the side. And this piranha perch came up oh, and got man. it. <laughs> So, like, whenever I'm, like, coming down on my kid being like, you need to eat the food, I'm like, but she's got no big lake to spit in. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, carrying around a hamburger half the day inside of your mouth like a hamster, not awesome. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, as far as, you're like, I can't follow that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm just have to go to something else because I, I don't have anything to go up against that. <laughs> I've never walked around with a hamburger stuck in my jaw for an hour. That's it's never happened. <laughs> Obviously, it's how I got this body because it all went internal, right? <laughs> I, I don't know how to how to go through my list and that not sound like an old crotchety old fart. <laughs> Because some of these things look like, you know what I, you know what pisses me off, <laughs> you whippersnappers. I'm all over it, dude. I'm like, dude, you know, at this point, <laughs> your music sucks. <laughs> it's not, it's not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, did you hear that? Like, and I don't think we've talked about it on the show because we haven't recorded in a in a in a uh, yeah a hot minute. When 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 Eddie Van Halen died, yeah, like. Van Halen, Van Halen songs from like the early '80s swung up the charts real fast because yeah. people were buying individual tracks, and were about to like turn the uh, the Billboard charts yeah. in in favor of rock and roll, which hasn't happened since Nirvana, right? In the in the early '90s, which is freaking thirty years ago, right? Which is just like, yeah. <laughs> It'll turn your hair gray, won't it? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's amazing, too, because, you know, you've got the whole reaction video thing that's on YouTube, you know, and you're seeing a ton of them now for Live Without a Net, you know, when he does the, the guitar solo on that, which is Eruption and Cathedral and all that stuff mixed mm -hmm. together. It's it's one of the greatest live recorded guitar solos ever. And people are doing these reactions to it and they act like, I mean, they really have no idea who this guy is. You know, oh, mm -hmm. there, there he goes with that tapping thing again. It's like, yeah, he freaking invented it. I mean, he, he was yeah. the guy. I mean, <laughs> so it's, it's funny to see these people being blown away by a genre of music that they just don't listen to because it's not radio friendly anymore. And you're like, yeah, this is what you're missing. 
when you're listening to your drum machines and people just going, oh, yeah, oh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know? And again, well, dude, this sounds it, like a crotchety old dude, but it's true. Well, crotchety old dude, because, I mean, I came up, I mean, I came up in the 80s, so like, you know, Van Halen, yeah. all, all, all of all of that stuff was was current to me and we we even said in our in our top five guitarists you know yeah. and i'm not going to go back and be like oh well now yeah. all of a sudden yeah i've always been hot and cold on van halen sure. when they're great they're great when they're not they're not you know um and that didn't change right but there's 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 absolutely no way that i'm ever going to be like oh well van halen sucks because yeah yeah that's imp- that's impossible right you can be like, well, they wrote songs I didn't want to hear, or you know, they had an off day, yeah. like. But you know, whenever you get to, whenever you get to their classics, and especially Eddie Van Halen, just tearing into guitars yeah, and being man. like, well, yeah. this is how guitars are made, and this is how they're supposed to sound. But this is what you can do with them by, a, you know, a little bit of solder and a little bit of electrical tape yeah. and then we've got this frankenstrat that yeah just innovates the entire industry of guitars like yep. the, the i just need it to sound the way i need it to sound yeah and the turn, way the turns way, an yeah. entire industry on its ear the way you use the, the the tremolo bar the whammy bar and and the 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 decision of you know liking the strat body but he liked the dual humbuckers i mean the, the even these scenarios were things that weren't popular at the time and yeah he just did it himself and I think that's that's the thing that we're getting back to is it's it's such an originality. He's taking mm-hmm. an, an age old instrument, and he did exactly with it what Hendrix did with it in the '60s. He was our Hendrix. He just mm-hmm. took it to a whole different level. And then, you know, everybody that followed that, which we may enjoy even more because it's more of what we were listening to. We're all influenced by Eddie Van Halen. So, yeah. but it it just goes back to like you're saying with the music. It, it's you're seeing more and more producers involved with one song. You know, I saw a thing a while back where it was a Beyonce song, and it had like 18 songwriters and 15 producers to make one song, and then it showed Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> one writer, <laughs> one producer. Yeah. You know, and how can you even... One writer, one producer, and like five musicians, yeah. because they are just playing their instruments. Right. And that's, to me, that's what's not awesome. Like, I feel bad, like, I don't feel bad because generations and stuff because like when i was a kid because my dad was a music guy big time yeah he was he like uh i've got stories we'll tell on the show but like my dad was friends with guys he was a radio dj so he he emceed you know he he hung out with rock stars and yeah like he he was of that ilk yeah but he was also very much in that like when like I'm coming up in the '80s and listening to bands like like Def Leppard and Whitesnake, and, sure, you know it's like, and and he he turned his nose up at it, you know yeah. he kind of looked down at it. He's like, sure. oh, you know, it's like, and and I always so so as the the little punk rocker, the little metalhead in me always kind of turned a little bit of a I'm like, okay, well, no, because your guys, your the Beatles, your Stones, yeah. your your Buddy Hollies. Yeah. These guys were subversive and they were new and the prior generation was looking down on them Hated just them. because you happened to like yeah. run in that in that circle. Sure. So then like 
for me, because when I was a kid, I was listening to the 80s. And then whenever I was a teenager, I was listening to the 90s. So I was full on to the grunge. You sure. Know, Alice in Chains is probably one of my favorite bands yeah. ever. And then Soundgarden and Nirvana. Yeah. And it's not one of those things where I'll circle back because I was never the hugest Soundgarden fan. Mm-hmm. I loved Alice in Chains, though. Yeah. Because pe- people talk about the 80s, like we've talked about. It's like, oh, you see, it's like, oh, we're dressed in parachute pants all the time. Or we're <laughs> dressed in, in weird stuff. Like, no, you, you had the bands that you liked. You had the artists that you liked, the shows that you liked, whatever. Right. And then the stuff that you were maybe lukewarm on and hit or missed or whatever. I loved Alice in Chains. I could have taken or leave left Soundgarden. They had a few wonderful songs that I loved. Yeah. But in general, not as much. I really like them now. Sure. And not because of Chris Cornell, but just yeah. because Well, you time hind- and... hindsight and you go back and you see, oh, I kind of get yeah, it Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I was um, the same way. I'm, of course, I really liked Audio Slave, but... I knew early on, first time I heard Chris Cornell sing, I thought, man, this guy, he's the best singer in that genre. But I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like a lot of the Soundgarden songs. So it's kind of that same thing, right? You know what's not awesome? What's that? We had tickets to see Soundgarden on Thursday night. Ah. Uh, and he died on Tuesday. Ah, uh, man. Damn. It was the <laughs> it was the hardest thing ever. Like, man. oh my God, what? Wait, what? Holy crap. Holy, yeah, it was not good. Man. And you know what's also not awesome? <laughs> this is a little funnier, because Soundgarden is the worst thing ever. But, um, so, Nirvana, never got to see Nirvana. But Nirvana, despite all the, okay, so, <clears throat> we'll get off music in a second, but just one of those <laughs> things, like, so, so, Kurt Cobain was a jerk. He was a public jerk. Yeah. He liked to be a jerk. He liked to be known as a jerk. If you ever tried to to show him in a non-jerk light, he would pull down his pants or throw paint at you. Like he was he was he was a freaking monkey in a zoo. He right. just throw his crap at he you. He was <laughs> he, he he was a jerk and that was his persona. Yeah. After he died, they got all these pictures of him looking very pensive with his hair clean. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, Martin guitar and like this, yeah. whatever, whatever Courtney Love said, or maybe it was Billy Corgan. It's like his little, the little Pisces Jesus man. But when he was alive, yeah. he was an ass. Sure. I liked Nirvana, but Kurt Cobain was a jerk. Yeah. Well, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana was on tour with the Breeders. You remember that band? Mm-hmm. Sure do. <clears throat> Which the Breeders was uh, Kim or Kelly Deal, Kim Deal from the Pixies, right? So, like, all these dots connect. But Nirvana was on tour, and they were coming through Houston with the Breeders. And my buddy and I were supposed to go to that show. But Nirvana was also headlining Lollapalooza, Mm. like, three or four months later. And we had tickets to their Nirvana show, which they played. Yeah, but we couldn't go. We ended up having to to offload our tickets because Jason had to work. And his exact words when he's like, "Dude, I can't make it. We're gonna have to offload our tickets." I was like, "Dude, get your night off. Quit. Do do something. We gotta go see the show." He's like, "Ah, oh, he's gonna be around in like three months. What he's gonna fucking do? Die?" <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote. Yes. <laughs> Man. Yep. Man, that's and crazy. <laughs> that 
that is not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my story on that is, you know, a, a huge Queen fan, a huge Kiss fan, and I may have talked about this before. I don't know, but the world was so wrapped up with Freddie Mercury dying that. Wow, they were showing a bunch of Freddie Mercury stuff on MTV. A news flash came up and it said that Eric Carr, the drummer of Kiss, had died. They both died the same day. Two of my biggest heroes mm. in one day. And I still haven't gotten over it. I mean... Eric Carr didn't die on the same day as Freddie Mercury, though. He died later. He didn't die on the same... Like, did they die at the yeah. same time? Same same day. Oh. Yeah. Same day. Oh, wow. I, yeah. thought, I, thought, I thought it was, like, same day, but, like... A year or no, 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 different. same day. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. And I mean, I just I fell apart, man, because Eric Carl was my drummer. I mean, he was just it, you know. And uh, of course, Freddie, I mean, what can you say? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's 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 my take on that kind of stuff. So yeah, that uh, that's not very awesome. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're you you talking. Stuff- you're talking about early '90s music. Here's here's something that's not awesome. Early '90s CGI. <laughs> Pretty much, if it's not in Terminator Two, <laughs> it's, it's not good. Man, I mean, there's so many movies that would probably be great if they would just go back and fix a lot of that now. But man, it just even then, I, you know, movies come to mind like. American Werewolf in Paris. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that even changing the effects in that would probably save that movie. But anyways, just those I graphics, saw, man. Well, like I saw American Werewolf in Paris, and it, I, I've I've never really been a huge fan of the cure at the end yeah. of a of a monster movie. Yeah. Like, like we talked about in Near Dark. Like, even yeah. though if that transition, if that transfusion works, she's still been straight up killing people every night for like the last 20, exactly. 30 years. Yeah. She's not going to be a good girlfriend. Right. So, <laughs> like, like, she's got some, she's got some definite ghosts following her around. So, so like, I don't, I don't really like that as a fallback. Like, oh, there's a cure. Right. Unless it's the, the, like, oh, like Lost Boys, like kill the head vampire. Like, if you kill the head vampire, then. You haven't actually killed anybody. You're just infected. So if right. we can get this guy, then you're cutting the head away. Cut the head off the Hydra. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, American Werewolf in Paris was the story wasn't horrible except for that part to me. Like the yeah, like yeah. especially following up American Werewolf in London. Exactly. It's like it's yeah. It's like you remember the the slaughtered lamb. They have an upside down. They have an upside down pentagram on the wall. Like right. they're 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 probably church going folk. It's like and that's one of those things about especially about old school Europe, like uh, the Wicker Man. Yeah. Like I got into a discussion about the Wicker Man where it's like, what is scary about the Wicker Man? It's like, oh, it's the the, the establishment in church. I was like, no, 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 no. That's, that's, yeah. Uh-uh. The thing about the Wicker Man is how normal all these people are. Right. They're so normal. Yeah. They're just going about their everyday lives. They're just normal folks. They're smoking in the bar. They're listening to music. They're going. To, they're taking their kids to school. Like everything is normal. Yeah. Except for we're gonna put you in the pyre. Yeah. 
Because because that's how <laughs> that's how we get to sit here and drink in the bar and yeah. hang out at night and uh, I mean that's it it's keeping them the normal life right so it's not like Halloween where you're like okay what's the problem here the problem here is there's no problem here they're right. very just they're yeah. just committed to what they're doing and a, they're very nonchalant it's you're, a necessary evil okay. right it's just like uh, yep. you want you want to eat chicken tonight well somebody has to cut the head off the chicken right exactly I mean and that's that's the just that's as far as they look at it because they're looking at the outcome versus the way we would go. I'm not cutting the head off the chicken, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill that guy. Right. <laughs> like, so, a guy that I work with just point. had to have that discussion with his kids because they were talking about, you know, people killing animals. He's like, well, if he said, do you do you like pork chops? Well, guess what, <laughs> you know. It and happens. They, and they were just it completely blew their minds that an animal has to die for that, and then. You know, that's where you get your people that, that run off of that. And I'm not dissing that at all. If it, you believe what you believe. But in the case of what you're talking about, it's the same thing, right? Uh, sometimes things are sacrificed in order for you to have the things you want. In some people's eyes, it's good. Some people's eyes, it's bad. Mm. You know, there was there was plant-eating dinosaurs and there was meat-eating dinosaurs. <laughs> that's, that's the thing right there. <laughs> Let's take a break real fast. And we'll come back with some more stuff that's not awesome. Yep, that's him. America's favorite stiff is back. That's Bernie Lomax. I recognize that smirk anywhere. But Hmm. this corpse has a job to do. I found this in Bernie's wallet. It's a key to a safety deposit box in St. Thomas. That's the two million bucks that Lomax stole. It's noted as a personal entry. What does it mean? The only one who could get in is Bernie Lomax personally, and, well, he's kind of dead right now. We go back to the morgue. We get the body. We go to St. Thomas. We take Bernie to the bank. So they're packing him up. I think I'm going to sit down. Thanks. And heading for the islands. Whoa, Whoa, but they're about to discover. Raise this man from the dead. He will lead you to where he has hidden the money. That Bernie Lomax is more popular than ever. Two guys, they're taking Bernie. He's got style. Where is he now? You're so cute. He's got charm. How did you happen to meet old Bert? In the conga line. He's just got no soul. I just saw a dead man walking on the bottom of the ocean. Uh oh. But that never stopped Bernie. Bernie? Oh, Parasail? Who is that? He's our boss. He's dead. Don't worry about it. From being the life of the party. See, Arnold, he's not afraid of you. You're the bravest guy I've ever met. Weekend at Bernie's, too. No one does dead like Bernie. All right. We're back. So, so far to recap, your favorite rock star's dying is not awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dishwashers not starting is not awesome <laughs> Sighting a cat in your fender is not awesome St- <laughs> there's all kind stubbing your toe <laughs> getting old and having body pains that weren't there before and they don't go away <laughs> dude did you have you seen that meme that's like hello i'm the human body i can create an entire other human 
like from the the brain all the way down to the skeleton and everything. And like, it only takes me like nine months to, to make this entire human. You're like, cool. How long will it take to fix this ankle? And it's like, it'll never be the <laughs> yeah. same. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned uh, like American werewolf. Yeah. CGI blood. Yeah. Just, it yeah. just doesn't, it just yeah. doesn't work. They're getting better. Have you watched the boys? Yeah. Like green screen, like Mandalorian and the boys, like they're getting better. Yeah. But they're getting better because I think they're actually adding back yep. enough uh, practical effects yes. to where they they can they can green screen it and CGI it and like it's always been a conversation with Scott and I is like if you take a bad transitional scene and then you like 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 Clash of the Titans yeah do not remake Clash of the Titans which yeah. they've done like three times it sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad. Yep. Take the original Clash of the Titans and use all of your technical wizardry Spiffy to it up. just yeah. to just go in between the scenes, go in between the frames yep. and and smooth it out to where but that's another thing that I, I had I do kind of have a bit of a problem with in is not awesome. Is whenever they actually do that, whenever they go through like yeah. like the, the 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 special editions of Star Wars, which was nineties CGI, right. CGI, exactly. Where it's like, no, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but but and, and like you can like do the entire other series. You can go all the way from <laughs> from the first laser blast to the last laser blast. When three PO and R two are on the ground in on Tatooine, yeah. in the first five minutes of Star Wars, A New Hope, that entire desert, them, and everything around them needs to look washed out. Sure. Sandblasted. Yeah. Tired and creaky and full of sand. It does You don't take and polish up Goldenrod and then drop him back in the desert. Like, no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> There, there has to be somebody there to say, George. Yeah. The story is awesome, but we we need to temper this with a little bit of like what. Yeah. Like, they I, just got done talking about how they've been through so many wars that they don't yeah. as robots. Yeah. Why they don't would they, even why would they look time clean? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so that, like, I've got a big problem, and that that kind of what started a lot of that for me too, and. uh you know, I, I remember when he said that he was going to reissue him. He said, I'm going to go back and fix a lot of the things that bothered me. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. He's going to fix, maybe maybe do a little better job on the stop motion of the Tauntaun running. You know, smooth that mm-hmm. out or something. Uh, you know, a little more of the, the, the winter beast down there. You know, that, that kind of stuff. The Wampa. Cool, I got that. Not putting Womp Rats in spots for no reason and... Trying mm-hmm. to fit Jabba over that fat guy that was in the, in the first movie because you don't need that. You don't need Greedo shooting first, mm-hmm. you know. So, and to that case, Spielberg did the exact same thing with ET, man. Yeah, going back and taking rifles out of people's hands and putting CB radios in their hands, so they're walking around with their arms like this. Uh huh. <laughs> but they've just got a CB radio in one, there's got nothing in the other one. You know, it's just like what. <laughs> They just did it because they could, yeah, and yeah. they got the money, and that's 
again, that's one of those things that's not awesome yeah. because why would you do that? Yeah. Like, it, it, and like, like that was on my list is like uh, movie reboots. I've, I've got it right okay, here. I don't. Yep. I don't have a problem at all with rebooting a movie. Yeah. Okay. So the thing from outer space. Sure. They rebooted and made the thing. Fine. Mm-hmm. They put it in the hands of the master, yeah. and he did his own thing with it. He casted it perfectly, and he hired a little special effects protege guy who was not even the special effects guy because I think uh, what's his, uh, I Rob can't think of his name? Yeah, he he was a Rick Baker or yep. uh, yeah, he was a Rick Baker protege. Yeah, so he didn't. They didn't even hire the A team. Right. They hired yeah. his, his 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 sidekick. Yeah. And then this dude just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. blew it up. Yeah, man. So was, there is a res- there is a massive respect for making a a okay movie into a better movie. Yeah, The Fly. Yes. Okay. Yep. Another great wait, example. Wait, when you think about The Fly, you've got, I mean, you've got other actors, but you've got Goldblum and Gina Davis. Their chemistry is, I mean. <laughs> Take take the whole like second three quarters out. Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis's chemistry at the sure. beginning is is like forget about the fact that you're in a monster movie. Like it's hard. You're like guys, get a room, right? Because they're just they're, they're 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 it's they're on saying yeah. they're saying lines, but you can just tell they're hot for each other, and they were hot for each other in real life. But still, like they're it's real. And it's genuine, and and Cronenberg captured that, and then turned it horrifying later, to where like if you didn't have that first part, and you just had you don't buy into the, it, yeah, you don't have the monster, you have the monster, you have Goldblum kind of falling apart, yeah, and Gene Davis is like, but I love you. You're like, how is that even a thing? Right, <laughs> like, right. Run away. You said it yourself. Be afraid. Like, right. Go home. Like, yeah. And, you but, know, that, that goes back to Jaws, right? Same thing with Jaws. I mean, how many times have we been threatened with a remake? How many Jaws ripoffs have we had? None of them capture that lightning in the bottle that is those actors together. Mm-hmm. Minus the shark. And I'm the same way. Hey, go back, take the original, do a little tweak here and there with maybe a little CGI that, that doesn't completely change it, but just adds... Enough. I don't know. Maybe make Bruce's eyes flip over white once in a while or something. You know. Maybe so. Yeah. Not not totally make him do flips out of the water and stuff like that. Just <laughs> you know, just the basic of it is there. Fine tune it a little bit. And we we just get too carried away with stuff, and we think just because we say, "Hey, it's the new Ghostbusters movie," uh, you know, it's tricking you to go see something that is just a shadow, not even really a shadow of the original. And we've just kind of gotten that to where you just put, you put the name on it, and mm-hmm. you expect people to just go because of that name. And I, you've you've got movie remakes, and I've actually got movie prequels. I have a problem with <laughs> prequels, man. I I'm right there. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that either. I, I can't uh, think of a prequel that I think is better than the movie that they tried to base the prequel off of. <laughs> you know. 
Well, it's it's like you have to think about in those in those situations where you have a series of movies, and we've you you mentioned Jaws just now. So yeah. like when I was a kid, Jaws like Jaws three was the first one I ever saw. Yeah. So according to me, <laughs> Jaws two and Jaws one were That's both prequels prequels of of Jaws three, right? I mean, but that's the that's the way things used to work. Well, it's right. the way things work now. You make a movie, you make a second one, whatever. But it it drives me nuts in that where like you have a good story. Yeah. I don't want to find out. Like, there's certain things I just don't want to know. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't. Yep. And, and then whenever there is things that I want to know, usually it's disappointing. Exactly. Well, look <laughs> look at exactly. Of course, Danny and I just started doing the Mandalorian series. Look at that right there. Why is that making such an impact? Well, because it's actually doing something right that the prequels kind of screwed up for us, right? Mm-hmm. The prequels really messed us up because what, what do you what do you mean Boba Fett's a clone? Where did this crap come from, right? No, he's Mandalorian. That's what we've been told all these years. So, you know, this is trying to right the wrong to some degree, I believe. And uh, if you want to look at it that way, but I know I. I... When, I, I agree. When you try it's, to re- when you try to pull the curtain back and show how things really work, and you give too much explanation, it kills the magic of why you loved it in the first place. Well, and, and you know timelines, and you know we can talk about Star Wars for hours, <laughs> but to use the same example was that the, the, let's use Wolverine for example, right? Yeah. Wolverine in the comics, sure. So, somehow or another, Wolverine made it like 20, 25 years with like eight different origin stories. Yeah. 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 Like, like this, this is, this is the definitive Wolverine origin story. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> he, like, but, and, and but before he became as, Wolverine, he was this guy. <laughs> as, as readers of comics, you just accepted that he was mysterious. Right. And he never, like, because he was always telling his own story, smoking a cigar in a bar somewhere. Like, you right. know, oh, you want to hear how I got these claws? You know, whatever. Right. It's like, it, it, it's okay to have a character with a vague backstory without having to be like, okay, yeah. at one point, sperm and egg met, and we're going to give you every single <laughs> millisecond sense. Like, it's not how... <laughs> that does not make a cool character cooler. Right. right. <laughs> like fi- finding out that you know somebody's flawed for whatever reasons, just like no, 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 just. Well, like, I don't need the childhood story of Leatherface. I mean, mm. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't ask can, for this. <laughs> you can gather the childhood story from Leatherface by what's her name standing on the porch and tapping on the bones. The, yeah. the bone uh, yeah. wind chimes. Right. You can you can get that whoever lives here. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't right. That's right. That's all you need to know. <laughs> when you start and stripping it back and you give more explanation, you you destroy what makes this character tick, man. I, I mm-hmm. you know, and Angus Grimm, I saw him do an interview once, and he talked about that because he was talking about the tall man, and the first movie, you know, Phantasm with the tall man in it, he has very few lines which makes him creepy because you don't know jack crap about him. 
But as the movies go on, he gets more and more lines, and we take the timelines and start showing, well, he came to Earth back at this time. So it starts killing it. It's interesting, Mm -hmm. but he's no longer scary. I watched that movie the other night, actually. Uh, The the first Phantasm. I've seen one, two, and I think three. Yeah. Just kind of like with everything that we talk about. Like, I've seen movies, but but um, I had forgotten how the first one is very much how I like to write stories. Yeah. I, it, it really is. Like, I have to go back and rewatch it because it's it's very much like the the way the story is told is it's a very straightforward story. Yep. There There is no – it's like, well – some bad crap happened and (laughs) here's a funeral and here's a kid who's going through crap and you know here's here's the way that everybody's dealing with it but then you get into that final quarter of the movie that 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 final act that last yeah that third act where it's like okay now none of it makes any sense (laughs) anymore right and like the guy who died is now watching a video about aliens out, out the back window, <laughs> and the, the the other guy who is has been dead the whole time, right? And the, like you're just like, yeah, it, it's jarring, but it's right. also it's it's like the X Files because they'll give so you enough much better. They'll give you an, an, a piece of information, and then later on they'll come along and they'll answer that. But it makes you ask fifteen more questions, yeah. And and that's that's how that whole thing works. And uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you overexpose something, just like Jason, just like Freddy, first couple of movies they're scary as crap. Before it's too long, you're cheering for them. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's that thing of too much information, right? It just becomes <laughs> pop culture, dude. You know what's not awesome? Daylight savings time. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> Which we just got out of. Like, I'm okay with, with the time change, like, right at the edges of it. But God, dude. I, mean, I know what time it is. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't need... I'm just it drives me nuts. Yeah. Like we're I'm the center looking at the clock being like nine thirty, wait. For for like two, three weeks you're sitting there being like nine thirty? Is it really nine thirty? I get these oh, okay, well yeah. That one's wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it messes everything up. And you know, you come home and five o'clock in the afternoon it's already dark. You know, it's like mm-hmm. what is going on here? I mm. remember being a kid with daylight savings time because I always had this weird sense of justice. <laughs> Why do I have to go to bed? It's because it's dark. Right. <laughs> then, like, daylight savings time, like, why do I have to go to bed? It's not it's, dark. It's still daylight because it's outside. Almost, <laughs> because because it's almost nine. And I, I remember my dad saying that. I'd be like, nine o'clock. And so whatever, like, it's anchored in my brain, nine o'clock. Like, nine. And there's a certain point in the middle of summer where it doesn't get dark until almost nine o'clock where you're just like, yeah. Damn it! If yeah. I if, if I let my kids go to bed at dark, yeah, it'd be nine o'clock. We it's, get into uh, get into late December and into January. To me, is the worst because when I wake up in the morning and I drive to work, even when I get to work, it's dark. When I come out of work, it's still dark. <laughs> yep. I missed all the daylight while I was working. 
that was that was whenever <laughs> back in the day when I was working at retail. That's that's the thing when I was working in uh, like driving around doing sales. It was like it's it's cold, but <laughs> the guys I would the call on like convenience store owners. They're they're all from overseas. Yeah. They, they don't like they don't they have a different way of being. So if it's hot as hell, it's hotter in their store, and you're like, why don't you turn on the air conditioner? They're like, cost money, don't cost care. Money. Like right. your your ice cream's melting. They're like, cost money, don't care. <laughs> in the winter time, it's cold, oh, but yeah. then they have the heater on. <laughs> they're like. It's like, it's cold. Why do you have the heater on? They're like, it's cold. <laughs> like, they recognize, like, like yeah. well, wow. you can regulate things on either side of this thing, but. All right. Here's, <sighs> here's a personal one for me. I don't know if you were affected by this or not, but one thing that is definitely not awesome is the buyout and the relaunch of all the Hostess products. Because, man, oh, no. they are not what they used to be the the sizes of them are totally different the they don't they're they're not the same man they're not the same Mm-mm. not the same <laughs> nothing nothing's the same dude so like i'm not a real big fan of sweets in general like yeah. i like i my like my palate goes to bitter so i like i like bitter beer i like coffee um that sort of stuff so i'm not i'm not usually someone who who snacks on treats but every now and then i'll get like like we <laughs> mentioned on an episode like a star crunch or i'll get right. a so like this doesn't taste right <laughs> yeah and it, man. <laughs> like, this is not it's not the way it's supposed to be yeah i just yeah. i mean everything that i've gotten from hostess in the past few years i'm like come on guys this <laughs> this is not up to par I mean, you're you're getting gypped on, you know, the sizes are smaller and everything's stale. It's just not as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You let me down, hostess, whoever owns you now. <laughs> that, the thing is, they don't care because they've got contracts right. with those grocery stores that are just going right. to pump them out. <laughs> hey, here's, that, an, that's... here's another one, man. Do, do y'all have the laugh channel where you're at? Uh-huh. Yeah. I got a problem with the Laugh Channel because all they show, <laughs> they show basically two shows. <laughs> they show home improvement, like twenty four hours sucks. a day, and they've home only got home improvement sucks. Well, I mean, it, it, it was okay, and you know, we we've got very limited TV here, man. We got like two or three channels. That's it. We're out in the middle of nowhere, and one of them we can get is the Laugh Channel. And after about two or three weeks of watching nothing but home improvement hour after hour after hour you kind of go okay <laughs> but they end up just showing the same ones over and over i mean it's it's not like they've got all of them they've just got maybe six from the, <laughs> six from this season two from this season four from this season and that's your rotation and you know earlier i walked downstairs and the freaking halloween episode was on which means right after that the christmas episode's coming on because that's the rotation of it i even know what's coming up next it's like, come on, guys! You're called the Laugh Channel. You should have more than one show. Oh, they do. They got the second show, which is Night Court, which comes on weekends. <laughs> and I'm like, of all the shows that are out there that you could get, man, Three's Company. I mean, just there's a 
plethora of old comedy shows, and you've basically narrowed it down to two. Uh, you know, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I was never a big Home Improvement fan to begin with. Yeah, I like, mean, it's, it's, it's all right, like, well, you know. It, it had its moments, but... Like, it's just... It, yeah, I know. I, I, know. Always, I, I always saw Home Improvement as a set for a horror movie. Like, because <laughs> it was just... It wasn't very well lit. It was kind of dark yeah. in, the, in the lighting. Yeah. And the the dude like tim was always <laughs> so goofily like yeah he, but but the thing was he knew he had a hot rod in the garage yeah. he he knew what he was doing he yeah. he he knew what he was doing but he just kind of messed around sure and so it's just like at some point He's just going to put a knife in everybody and then drive the hot rod <laughs> off. And they're going to be like, he had a hot rod in the garage. You're like, that guy was not able to build a hot rod. <laughs> he just like pulled the hot rod out slowly. So it didn't like leave any tire marks and like <clears throat> drive off Go. into the woods. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just, I, I was never, I just, it, it, it just was humorless to me. I was like, ah, well, and that's, just... that's kind of going back to what I'm saying. Cause you're called the laugh channel and there ain't much laughing going on. Right. Mm-mm. I mean, they do carry a, according to Jim, which I do enjoy. And they, <laughs> they show that for like two episodes <laughs> and then it just goes back to family improvement <laughs> or home improvement. So no, no, normally that would have been like a 10 hour, like a marathon. Like here, here we are. It's a marathon. Yeah. Oh, like they do that every once in a while, before. but it's the same episodes that they showed during the regular season too. So it just, you're just seeing the same episodes again, just closer together. <laughs> do, you, do you ever have that weird thing? It's like with old stuff that you used to watch, like I don't know, Scooby Doo or you know, Night Court or like a show that you really love, like Knight Rider or something. Yeah. And you remember them advertising the episode that you never saw? Yeah. It's like, in this episode. And you see Knight Rider like going off uh, the <laughs> end of a dock. And you're like, I've never seen an episode where he goes off the end of the dock. But they show it in the commercial all the time. <laughs> I've never seen that episode. Right. Like, <laughs> and then you find out later, it's like, it was shot for the pilot, but never right. aired. And you're like, oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Like I always just thought I missed one. Well, <laughs> like, rem- <laughs> remember when they would always they make trailers and they would have scenes in the trailers that weren't in the movie, and you yeah. go through the whole movie waiting for it, or then you get to the later version of it to where they show you everything that's in the movie, and you're like, I could have just watched the trailer and I got the same thing out of it. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you have you ever heard or seen on YouTube the uh, Harrison Ford? Uh, narration of the empire strikes back uh commercial i guess i have i've checked that out it's oh yeah well i'm gonna put it in this episode because it's like at least a little part of it because it's it's very much it's harrison ford empire strikes back we all know that harrison ford was not a fan of being (laughs) in star wars even though it right made him yeah billions of dollars yeah but but you know it, it was that whatever that deep voice guy i know i know his name too but the the guy who used to do all the trailers where right. it's like long time ago yeah galaxy far far it's harrison ford and i'm i'm 
reading lines off a teleprompter. <laughs> He's like, we have stormtroopers and we have evil dark knights. And it's just like, and it, it you can, it, it was a, uh, it was a cut of a commercial and it's on YouTube, but it's the weirdest thing because it's like, it's on solo narrating the commercial. <laughs> They they were just completely. It can't it can't be any weirder than that holiday special though, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty minutes of Chewbacca family talking in Chewbacca. Not, not to mention his his grandfather Lumpy or whatever his name was gets in that sex booth thing where he has like virtual <laughs> sex with like Lena Horn or somebody. It's just like what is going on with this thing, man. Uh, that 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 is not awesome. <laughs> we, we, we're in an hour let's let's you want to leave the not awesome behind for a while and talk about something awesome sure <laughs> do, you, do you have more on your checklist <laughs> uh, uh well to go along with your tv your movie remakes i'm i'm tired of the remakes of tv shows that are like i don't need another hawaii Five-0. I don't need another yeah. macgyver make up your own show <laughs> you know well, the funny thing about that is, like the guys, the the people on Hawaii Five O were were in Hawaii because that's where they were filming Lost, and they're like, "Do you want to go home? Because we don't want to pay to move you home, or we can just reboot Hawaii Five O because there's nothing interesting here going on. We can just, I mean, and they're like, "Sure, I'll sign up for that." Why do you remake Magnum PI? Why don't you just make another TV show? And just instead of it trying to be this, and again, it's that thing of name association, right? Oh, because it's because we call it Magnum PI, then all these old people will watch it too. Well, no, not really, because it's not Tom no. Selleck. Nope. <laughs> people are watching the cop show that Tom Selleck's on because Tom Selleck's on that show. <laughs> Dude, you know, I just had this this flash. <laughs> You're in a cover band. Yeah. That's a, this is why. That's because you're like, I'm trying to work on some new material. And they're like, you ought to play. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's that song you've heard forever in a thousand? Of, like, you ought to play Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> that, that's a song that'll get some 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 uh, yeah. some girls dancing. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to play a guitar for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to play... I mean, there has to be a happy medium there, man, right? You know, and that's that's kind of what I like about what we're doing. And I know uh, uh, Angie Young, she's probably listening to the show, but, you know, the stuff that we play, we try to keep it to where it's not the typical songs everybody else plays, but it's still stuff that everybody knows, right? Right. And that's that's the trick, because who doesn't play cocaine, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we we try not to do that one, but try to do something that... <laughs> It's kind of like Mustang. the Netflix. It's like a must. It's like a Netflix. You know, hey, if you like this show, check out this show. <laughs> exactly. Hey, if, if, if you like cocaine, check out you know this other song we do instead. <laughs> go, 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 go in the bathroom with that chick. We're, we're playing songs over here. <laughs> All right, man. Let's call it a day on the not awesome. <laughs>